0: This is Zombie Chickens Podcast, with two heads are better than one, even if they're undead. My name is Megan.
1: And my name is Marlene. And in this episode, we are giving you
0: Halloween special. A Halloween special spooky story. Mm. Yes. So... Uh, all things spooky <laughs>
1: <laughs> so each of us has gotten two scary stories yes. that we will read to our dear listeners and if you want to go look at the website we will add it in the link description there they have a lot of um scary stories there mm-hmm. for you i'll start with mine yes which is a deadly secret wrapped in a top this happened when i was a teenager living on the outskirts of a midwestern town with my uncle and his wife. Everything was boring back then and there was nothing to do for a girl who was homeschooled after her parents passed away. My uncle and aunt were great as they often left me alone to get wasted. What I wasn't expecting were the fights that started up after I turned 15. My uncle started wailing on my aunt that she was a big woman and she gave the same back. They blamed each other about the weed always disappearing And for the life of me i didn't know why they never suspected me but i kept my mouth shut after a particularly brutal fight one night i woke up and saw that my uncle wasn't home my aunt shrugged and said that he finally left her from then on it was awesome even though i missed him my aunt and i cooked together shopped together and really got to know each other she even let me move into the abandoned trailer they had at the back of the property so i could have friends over according to my aunt I didn't have any friends so I was kind of pissed with that statement, but still, it was great to have a place of my own at such a young age. The thing was, I could never get used to the smell. My aunt said it was probably because raccoons or possum nested there until she cleaned it up, but after two weeks it got too much. I told her that the smell shouldn't be building up, that it should have been going away by then. She shrugged and told me to use air fresheners, which only made the stench stronger, in my opinion. That was when the nightmare started, when my uncle appeared at the foot of my bed. I'd wake up screaming, but the next night, the same nightmare returned. In each one, my uncle was pointing downwards and had blood dripping from the neck down. When I told my aunt, she froze for a second, but then shook it off and said I was just experiencing separation anxiety. What happened next still chills my flesh. I was playing with a next door neighbor's dog who came from a mile away to have me throw a ball for him. The ball rolled under the trailer and a dog went under, through a hole. He soon came out without the ball and yelping like he'd been hit with something. I crawled under and saw the ball next to something wrapped in a top. Stupid me, I pulled at it. My uncle's face appeared under the flap. Frozen in a terrified gasp, with his milky-blue eyes wide open and speckled with blood. His neck was gasping and I couldn't stop screaming. I backed out and raced after the dog. When I got to my neighbor's house and told him what happened, a cruel smile spread across his ugly face. He told me that he and my aunt knew that I was the one taking the weed, but it was the perfect opportunity to get rid of my uncle. I swore I'd keep the secret to myself, but I'm waiting for them to pass on before I tell the cops.
0: Farmhouse in the Void. When I was younger, my uncle bought a property in the country for the purpose of raising crops. It was sprawling green land of over 40 acres with a homestead at the front where my uncle and his family lived. A strange part of the property included an abandoned farmhouse towards the back, which my uncle blocked off. At a family reunion one year, when I was 12, I overheard the adults talking about the farmhouse's history. Apparently the original owner had slaughtered his family and even the family pets. His wife was found hanging inside. Before the authorities were alerted, he buried his children and the pets out the back then shot himself on the patio. My uncle had some dairy cows, horses and two cattle dogs, all of which refused to venture near the farmhouse. I heard him tell my parents that even the rodents and insects could not be found there, even in a 50-foot radius. My 11-year-old cousin and I were fascinated with the stories and secretly planned to investigate the next day. Even though we both delighted in telling and listening to haunted stories, we were a little apprehensive. We had no clue about the terror we'd discover. Even though our parents warned us to stay away, we snuck off and pretended that we were going to visit the horses. After wandering around, deliberately taking our time, we were soon climbing over the stile and facing the farmhouse. We'd both been chattering and enjoying each other's company, but now the looming building lulled us into silence. It was strange that a misty fog was settled around the farmhouse and a strong sense of foreboding came over me. My cousin was braver than I was and she took off before me, shouting over her shoulder, Come on, chicken! I swallowed the lump in my throat and followed suit. Although I dragged my steps and felt the darkness come over me, As we approached, the stillness made me shiver, while the boarded windows suggested that evil was contained within. I stopped at the front steps while my cousin raced onto the porch. She turned and waved me over to join her. You go in first, I said. She rolled her eyes, put her hand on the doorknob and then yanked her hand away in fright. The haunted stories were about to come true. Although afraid, I was annoyed with her. What's wrong? I asked. She shook her head and turned the knob. Soon I was right behind her and we slowly stepped in. The door creaked loudly and the heavy air swallowed us up. The building was soon silent and we moved towards the stairs. Neither of us spoke due to the overwhelming fear. We jumped when a dog barked like an echo. Then a shot rang out what sounded like a void within a memory. We were then distracted by a creepy creaking noise, making our flesh crawl and the hairs on our necks prickle. My cousin whispered, what is that, before turning to look behind us. She began to scream and and her eyes widened. I turned to follow her gaze and saw a woman hanging from the dusty chandelier. We raced upstairs to escape. We could barely breathe, now crying and clinging to each other. Then more screams came from one of the bedrooms trembling uncontrollably we saw a little boy and girl race out the room covered in blood that did it we bolted straight out the front door past the hanging woman all the way back to my uncle's house we didn't tell anyone for fear of recrimination
1: my son and the ghost with the jumpy face when my son was six years old we went shopping for bunk beds so he could have his friends sleep over. At the time, we weren't in a great financial situation and I was thrilled when I was able to locate one secondhand. It was in an affordable antique store an hours drive away from home and it was just what we wanted. It was obvious that it was well taken care of. Up to this point, we had never exposed my son to ghost stories, which is what made the stories so frightening. To protect my son's privacy, I'll call him Steven. He was so excited when we made the bed on the first day. He was a little scared to sleep on top, so he gathered his teddy and favorite racing car to take to bed with him. I read him his favorite story and kissed him goodnight, before finishing the dishes and going to bed myself. It was after midnight when I heard Stephen scream at the top of his lungs. I raced to his bedroom as fast as I could. I flicked on the light and saw him huddled on the other side of the room, crying and pointing to the bunk bed. Rushing over to him and picking him up, I looked back to the bed and couldn't see anything wrong. I kissed Stephen and asked, what happened, sweetie? He looked up at me with tears in his eyes and shook his head. He finally said in a tiny voice, the girl with the jumpy face. I pressed for more, but he wouldn't elaborate. We let him sleep with us that night, but we talked him into sleeping sleeping in his own bed the next night with the lights on. Again. Just after after midnight, Stephen screamed and called for us. We both got up and went down to his room. Before we got there, my husband put his hand to stop me. As Stephen continued to scream, my blood froze. In front of Stephen's closed door was a little girl crouching down, like she was preparing to leap at us. She was dirty and her hair was matted, but the most disturbing thing was her zigzagging features. Even creepier was a strange rattling sound coming from her throat. Something straight from the the ghost stories. My husband yelled, Get away from him! Then she growled, turned around and leapt through the closed door. Like a ghost walking through walls, she disappeared while my husband rushed at the door and tried to open it. He pushed and wrestled the door while Stephen screamed, Mommy! Daddy! She's coming to get me! My instincts kicked in up a notch and as I rushed to my husband and helped him crash through the door. When we burst into the, the room, the wretched girl was trying to stuff a little dirty fist into Stephen's mouth. She turned to look at us and I screamed when her face started swirling into a million different faces. The unholy howl coming from inside her made my flesh crawl, but we ran at her to get her off our son. As soon as we got to them, she disappeared. Stephen had been holding his city to his mouth, and he peed his pants. We could still hear the horrifying rattling and ch- chattering in her throat, but she was nowhere to be seen. That night, we built a bonfire and burned the beds. As we watched the flames, we could hear a loud ghastly yell, but the jumpy-faced girl haunted us no more.
0: Don't open the door. On our honeymoon my husband and I travelled to a remote fishing village and rented a quaint cottage for privacy. Mark is an avid fisherman and while I enjoy seafood I prefer to read or write while he enjoys his passion. Once we arrived we unpacked and lit a fire in preparation for a romantic wedding night. A thunderstorm started whipping up and we decided to huddle in front of the fire and share haunted stories for fun. Later on, while Mark slept soundly, I tossed and turned, experiencing extreme anxiety for some reason. Not wanting to disturb him, I got up and padded down to the kitchen to make a soothing cup of peppermint tea. While I sipped my tea, I heard tapping on the glass door. At first, I thought it was a branch from one of the trees. It only took me a minute to realise that the tapping was coming from what I thought were human knuckles. I went over to the door slowly, dropping my tea as a flash of lightning lit up the patio, revealing a figure at the door. I screamed when I saw a terrifying face. As the lightning continued to flash, I saw a wild, haired female with her palms on the glass glaring intently at me. I yelled, what do you want, watching her crazy curly hair thrashing around in the wind while she focused on me. Chills ran down my spine when her mouth stretched into an evil grin. Then she slammed the glass with her hands. I ran up the stairs and woke Mark up, pleading for him to follow me downstairs and confront the woman. He raced down ahead of me and protectively held his hand out to hold me back before going to the door. I looked over his shoulder and saw that she had disappeared. He turned the lights on and grabbed the flashlight. He told me to stay put while he searched the property. I stood shaking in fear as I waited for him to return. When he came back inside, dripping wet, he was a little peeved with me. There's nothing out there. I tried to explain that I hadn't hallucinated the woman, but he talked me into coming back to bed with him. He was soon snoring away and I continued to lie there in a full blown state of anxiety while the storm raged on. I began to finally drift off to sleep as the tapping began again. I didn't wake Mark because I didn't want to annoy him. Did telling haunted stories stir our ghosts? I got up and slowly crept down the stairs. When I reached the bottom and peered around the corner to look at the door, I could still hear the tapping, but she wasn't there. I crept closer to the door and puzzled over where she was. Turning around to turn the light on, I couldn't believe my eyes. There she was inside the house, glaring at me. I screamed and backed against the door, horrified to still feel the tapping on the glass while she stomped towards me. The lightning continued flashing while her hair flowed around her face, whipped up by the wind now blowing inside. She was dripping wet and her evil eyes were staring and menacing. Her mouth it once again stretched into an evil grin. Too terrified to scream again, I slid down the door and started shaking uncontrollably while her mouth opened wide. Horrified to see that she had no teeth, her mouth was like a deep black hole and I felt like I was being sucked in. A terrible sound, like a hellish vortex filled the air, while the woman closed in and leaned on over me. I thought I was going to be absorbed through her mouth. I felt like I was swirling upwards until the lights came on. I opened my eyes and saw Mark looking down. The creepy, ghostly woman was gone. But to this day, I can still feel the terrifying vortex waiting for me. Have you ever watched that one,
1: Drag Me to Hell? Yeah. We watched it, didn't we?
0: I think so. We went to
1: the movies to go watch it.
0: I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I really can't remember. sort of reminds me of that. Anyway, so that was our ghost stories for you on the spooky Halloween. Mm. So it's just a short episode for Halloween. But
1: do tell us which one was your favorite and maybe give us your own story.
0: Yes, that we can maybe... use for a future
1: episode just mm, remember we have these the scary bitch episodes every end of the month for our Patreons mm-hmm. which start from $5, $5. and up mm-hmm. so if you want to hear more spooky stories you know be a Patreon and
0: get more scary bitch stories yeah so if you have any suggestions you can email us at zombiechickaspodcast at gmail.com And you can also follow us on all of the social medias,
1: drop us a DM, whichever. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and I think that's the
0: only social media we have. Twitter
1: as well, I think.
0: Can't remember. I can't remember. But you'll find us at Zombie Chickens Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that. Cheers for years. Cheers for years.